0: The AJC's trusted veteran political voices, Greg Bluesti, Patricia Murphy, Tia Mitchell, and Bill Nygut, are the essential source for Georgia politics. The Atlanta Journal Constitution's Politically Georgia. Sign up for the newsletter, download the podcast, subscribe to the AJC. Hey, everybody. This is Doug Robertson of the Atlanta Journal Constitution with another edition of the Southern Pride Soccer podcast it is May 26th and on Saturday at Atlanta United we will host Columbus at Mercedes-Benz Stadium in an MLS game kickoff is going to be 708 the game will be shown on Bally Sports South you can hear it on the team's radio partner or you can follow my live coverage on Twitter at Doug Robertson AJC or on Facebook at Atlanta United News Now I'll have a game story up within minutes of the end of the game we'll have a podcast uh, posted the next day as well as follows on all the action. This is a massively, massively important game for Atlanta United for a few reasons. For starters, the team right now is in eighth place in the East. Only the top seven teams make it to the playoffs, and we're now a third of the way through the season. Now, Atlanta United is tied on points with Charlotte at 16, and it has a game in hand. Which means that it can make up those points and easily start to move up the table. But it has to win the game. And right now, Atlanta United is not winning a lot of games. It's one three-and-three and it's passed seven league games since Joseph Martinez underwent arthroscopic surgery on his right knee after the game at DC United in early April. The team is scoring a lot of goals, but it's giving up a lot of goals because, well, frankly, your starting goalkeeper is out for the season, your starting center back is out for the season. Your starting defensive midfielder is out for the season. All these injuries keep piling up, and it makes it hard to gain chemistry, cohesion, confidence. The good thing is Alex DeJohn has stepped in at center back and formed a good partnership with Alan Franco. We'll see if George Campbell plays on Saturday. But it is a, a big game, and
1: here's Gonzalo Pineda talking about that. Such as the mentality, winning duels, life or death in every part of the field, uh, concentration, set pieces, uh, Mm -hmm. little details where, uh, you know, we know that we need to improve in certain things. Uh, But, again, it's it's a work in progress at times with a a group that has been through a lot of adversity. Mm -hmm. And so I'm very happy with the response that I've seen. Yeah, here's Brooks Salen
0: talking about playing at home and the importance of trying to get three points Heading into this two-week FIFA mandated break, obviously every time we play at home, we want to get three points, and um, you know we're coming off a, a good result in, in Nashville. You know, getting that that draw late uh, in the game. So yeah, all focus is getting three points at home uh, into the break, and hopefully even put ourselves in a in a good spot in the table. Um, you know, and and you know, put us in a good position after international break. A key for Lenny United on Saturday is going to be trying to control Columbus's Lucas Zelarayán. He's one of the best free kick takers in Major League Soccer. Atlanta United, as most of you know, is not very good at defending free kicks slash set pieces. They've given up seven goals this year already on such plays or the remnants of such plays. Here is Pineda talking about the best way to try to control Zellarion.
1: Well, many, many things. One is keeping the ball Keeping the ball, trying to have more the ball than them. They're also a team that that like the, to possess the ball. Their possession is, is pretty high. Uh, obviously, trying to limiting the the importance of Lucas Elorriaga higher on the field. Trying to be tight, not specifically man marking, but whoever is close to him, just try to 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 be aware of his space. We saw some of his tendencies, but also from others. I, I think Columbus is the team with more goals outside of the box. Uh, from outside of the box from shooting and it's not just Lucas Alarajan there are others Nagby also shoots pretty well uh, he only scores Galazos though like yeah, two a year <laughs> yeah yeah. so so yeah it's just a lot of things obviously step up at the right times uh, but most more importantly is is we on the ball, we try to try to be good on the ball, trying to create enough chances and, and just uh, control the tempo of the game and, and, and put the tempo that we want, which is a very intense uh, tempo, try to move the ball faster, uh, two touches, uh, try to move the ball side to side, try to balance them quickly and try to get in good areas to, to create chances. So that's, that's the main idea. After that, obviously, uh, we will try to take care of their tendencies uh, offensively.
0: Now, one of the keys to Atlanta United doing that will be the play of Marcelino Moreno, who the past three games has really performed well. Um, Quite a few assists. He's got uh, like an assist or a goal in each of his past five games. Um, And Pineda talked last week about how he likes how Moreno is now passing the ball in the middle third of the field and then really attacking with the ball in the final third. I asked Moreno if that was a point of emphasis for him, and here's his answer.
1: I think I'm working really well and, and combining well with my teammates. I think this is the fifth or sixth game that we've we've now played together with Thiago
0: and, and Luis and in our group. Um, so we're we're working hard at that. Thiago, of course, is Thiago Almada, who has had a goal or an assist in two consecutive games. He's just the third Atlanta United player to do that, following Ezequiel Barco and Miguel Almiron. Now, he, this was an interesting quote from Pineda talking about Marcelino Moreno. Um, in a comparison he made last year of Moreno to Picasso and just his kind of his thoughts on how he, how
1: Almeida and Moreno kind of work together. The reference was more about he's an artist and he's natural. Like like Marcelino is a natural player. He he feels the game. He wasn't taught. He wasn't in academy. He wasn't a guy that that uh, coaches in academy can teach you some fundamentals of football angles, uh, one two touches, control with the left to the right. Uh, orientated. No, he's a natural player. He played on the streets. He played in his neighborhood, in his little town. And, and he's just a natural player that feels the game. And that's what I love about Marcelino's game. He he just just, just feels the game and then express himself. Whether at times he's success, successful, at times he's not. It's like the artists. They don't produce masterpieces every weekend. Sometimes they do, sometimes they don't. So I thought that was a really good
0: quote. I couldn't really figure out how to use it in a story, but I thought it'd be good for the podcast. Now. The other piece of good news that came today from Pineda is that Joseph Martinez, the team's all-time leading scorer, who has missed the past seven games after having the surgery on his knee that I referenced earlier, could make the game day roster on Saturday. He was questionable for last week's game at Nashville. He's again listed as questionable this week, but Pineda said a decision will be made Friday as to whether Martinez can make that roster. So that's good news. Now it's going to be curious to see how he will be used, if at all, on Saturday, Ronaldo Cisneros still leads the team with four goals. Three of those came in one game. Potato referenced last week the possibility of using two strikers instead of one uh, at some points. So it can be a lot of fun to watch. This is Southern Fried Soccer from the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. I'm Ernie Suggs. And I'm Ned Ravone. Atlanta has been known as the Black Mecca for so many years, but that means something different to everybody. It means everything to me. Every day I wake up, I learn something new. Well, you all can learn something new by subscribing to the Atlanta Journal-Constitution's new newsletter called Unapologetically ATL. It's all about the people, the events, and the entertainment happening in Metro Atlanta that Black people might want to know about. So subscribe today at www.ajc.com slash unapologetically ATL. All right. The Atlanta Journal-Constitution has a special offer for Atlanta United supporters and listeners to this podcast. If you subscribe today, you will not only get unlimited digital access to the AJC and the Sunday paper for $2.30 a week, but we are also throwing in a special limited edition Atlanta United and Atlanta Journal-Constitution scarf. So sign up now at subscribe.ajc.com utdscarf. That's subscribe.ajc.com utdscarf. So our question today for the mailbag, it's a multi-parter, Well, but I'm only going to ask two because I've already answered one of them. This is from Henry. He says, i got a few questions for your podcast. Is there any news timeline for Caleb Wiley's return? Why have we heard so little about him? Is it possible he'll be back after the international break? There is an update on Wiley. I tweeted it out earlier today. He is now doing some running, jogging on the side. He's still got to get integrated back into team training, so I don't think you're going to see him Today or Saturday, Um, but I do think you'll probably see him when the team comes back out of the international break when they host Miami on June 17th. The second question is about containing Zellerayon. I already answered that. The third is, no rumors or anything, just your opinion. What would you think about the team bringing back Leandro Gonzalez-Perez, who's currently riding the bench at River? I did ask Pineda about this today because I do think it's interesting, and he kind of laughed a little bit and said, I need to ask Carlos that question. He is happy with the players he has, which is a standard response to any question about incoming personnel. Um, I do think that would be a really, really interesting, would have to be a loan. Atlanta he could not purchase Gonzalez Perez. I assume his salary would be prohibitive. Gonzalez Perez knows Atlanta. He obviously knows Major League Soccer. He was a very good center back for the team. He was a good center back for Miami. But he may be happy in his native Argentina. I know that his family is expanding. He may not want to put them through another move, especially for just a loan. He's got several young kids. And, you know, he did ruffle some feathers in the front office with his comments about Frank DeBoer way back in 2019. Um, And they just may not want to have him back. I don't know. That is pure conjecture on my part. But I do think he would fill a big gap for Atlanta United at center back right now. If they don't bring him back, I think they're going to try to bring in somebody in the summer transfer window. Uh, and LGP would provide some, some really some fire and some leadership. But the team is still developing right now. It's a, a group of quiet players for the most part. There's a couple that are that are fiery, but not like Leandro Gonzalez Perez, who's you know like an oven on 500 all the time when he's on the field, which can be good and can be bad. But I think the team could use some of that right now. Uh, but it's a fantastic uh, possibility. An interesting question from Henry. And I want to thank you for that. All right. We're going to wrap up this Southern Fried Soccer Podcast. This is Doug Robertson. You can find me on Twitter at Doug Robertson AJC. And I want to give a special uh, shout out to Jay Black, our normal producer. Uh, Thoughts and prayers are with you and what's going on, buddy. And uh, we've got your back. All right. Hug your loved ones. Y'all take care.